Blog Talk Radio. and you're listening to Live Without Limits from the Blog Talk Radio Network. Today's show is titled, Why Knowledge Entrepreneur is Taking Off. Well, for one thing, with people being at home during the pandemic, everything has changed. But entrepreneurship and the information age is only growing. So all growth depends upon activity. There is no development physically or intellectually, without effort, and effort means work. And I can do this, work I mean. Opinions expressed by entrepreneur contributors are their own, which means that I, as an entrepreneur, have my own opinions about entrepreneurship. But I do understand that that's the direction we're going in, that's the direction everything has been going in within the last few years. If this year has taught us anything, it's how quickly things can change, as much as we've seen the way we live and work upended over the last six months. We've also seen new opportunities emerge, especially in the realm of entrepreneurship. One promising area of for those looking to start a business is sharing and selling skills of knowledge online. In early 2019, the online course market was forecast to be worth $300 billion by 2025, and, and the coronavirus has only accelerated that timeline. Layoffs, furloughs, and changes in work structure have prompted more people than ever to take their careers into their own hands. Increasingly, many are realizing the promise and profits in building a business based on their most valuable asset, their skills and knowledge that they already possess. With a low barrier of entry and advances in technology, that makes creating courses easier, and a growing spotlight on online learning. A new class of entrepreneurs is surging during the crisis. In a knowledge economy, it is most important that the creative people with ideas, information, skills, experience, and knowledge become engaged in entrepreneurial activity involving the creation and use of new knowledge for community, organizational, and personal development, in addition to developing the new entrepreneurial activity, realize that they can work independently, both as an individual and with an organization. The Knowledge Entrepreneur introduces the principles, skills, 
and knowledge required to be a knowledge entrepreneur or intrapreneur. It outlines the process for developing and implementing business plans and proposals for knowledge-based initiatives. It also offers insight into the nature and knowledge, innovation, and entrepreneurship for the individual entrepreneur who is just starting to develop a business concept on employees who want to become employers and for entrepreneurial-minded people working in larger information-related organizations, libraries, information, technology, software businesses. The book will be invaluable. Now, as a professional speaker, when I started out my business back in the 80s, you didn't have the technology you have today. Many speakers would go to work for the seminar companies. And to go to work for the seminar companies, you had to actually audition for them. You had to be able to make good eye contact. You had to be able to really connect with your audience. And you had to be willing to travel. Because back then, when they hired people, what they did was you were sent out. And initially, what they tell you is that you, you work 10 days a month, meaning that you, you work two weeks. But actually, it came out for a lot more than that. But this is what happens. When you work for a seminar company, they, they're initially, at that time, were paying you $250 a day. What you would do is you would fly into the city that you were going to be working in on Monday, on Sunday night, so that you could be there early Monday morning to set the room up the way it needed to be set up, to make sure that all the backroom sales, the videos, the audio tapes, the books were all set up, and you had to be able to sell from the front of the room. Why? Because you earned a percentage off of what you sold that day. Then at the end of the session, you then had to box everything up and send it at, send, make sure that it was sent back to the company. Then you would get in your car and you would drive to the next city and you would do this five days a week and then on Friday night, you would fly home and then on Sunday, it would all start over again. So you really only had one day with your family. So, it, And when you consider the fact that you were probably setting up your room at 7 in the morning, and even though the session ended at 8, or excuse me, at 5 in the afternoon, it usually took you another two to three hours to up, pack up everything and ship it back and then get in your car to go to the next city. Well, if you figure out $250 a day and whatever you made extra based on back-of-the-room sales, and you had to be really good at knowing how to sell to get people who were attending to be willing to pull out their credit cards and purchase audiobooks on a topic to keep the learning going. Well, 
as technology has evolved, those those particular companies have gone by the wayside because now, and it also goes back into prior to in that in the 90s when corporations started to merge and cut back on upper management and middle management positions, they were no longer needing to bring in or send their employees off campus to get training. They could do it in-house. And you were already seeing online learning or e-learning coming into existence because it allowed the individual to not lose time from work and be able to get what they need on their breaks. So this is an industry that's been around but it's really taken off in the last year or so. And I've always kind of been into e-learning and putting together courses and things like that as a speaker and a trainer. But what happened that I am currently on a platform where I can have access to an e-learning platform where I can create my e-learning courses but I also put some video courses on Skillshare and Udemy. And from Skillshare, I had a company called, contact me called CTDF Formula, or CTD Formula. They offer e-learning courses as continuing education units for accountants, and they were looking for some courses. So all I had to do was go on, put up, my e-learning courses, which was the, the, the articles, then the videos, then I would create a test and an assignment for them for each, each little module, and then they would answer it, and then I would evaluate the answer. Now, I have 18 courses sitting up there, and about that time, which was about two months ago, all of a sudden, I had a company called Skill Success contact me that they wanted to see what I had to offer, and then they offered me a contract. Then I had a company called Tutorials Point and another one called Grinfer to come and put my courses up on their platforms. And recently I was invited to participate in a Summit on the Laws of Attraction, and that particular platform also has an opportunity for me to post my e-learning courses. Well, the, the thing is, on those particular platforms, they do the marketing for me, so I don't have to do it myself, and then they keep a percentage of the sales. Well, if I have it on five different platforms, that's giving me a, a, a variety of people who actually have access to get my courses and increases it than me trying to market it on my own and using sales funnels. But it's also that I am doing that at the same time. But this is what we're talking about, being an entrepreneur and dispensing knowledge. It's just, it's just taking skills that you've already been doing and many professional speakers and trainers who were used to being celebrities on platforms are now having to figure out how they can take what they were doing by traveling around to associations and conventions 
and doing it online. The rise of the knowledge entrepreneur. Crisis demands creativity. In the early days of the pandemic, fitness studios, hair salons, health and wellness coaches, and other businesses reliant on in-person services face a choice. Close their doors, wait out the storm, and risk permanent closure, or reinvent themselves. While many back brick-and-mortar businesses struggle to maintain revenue streams through lockdowns and social distancing, others found opportunity by moving the expertise online. From the proliferation of at-home workout classes to professional development courses, for everyone, the pandemic has prompted many businesses to recognize the inherent benefits of selling skills, not just in-person services or products. Avita, orange, orange therapy, hoops to leap, are just the household brands that have leaned on online instruction in recent months but the opportunities are by no means limited to established organizations. Part of the growth of the knowledge entrepreneurship is the fact that it's open to anyone. A knowledge entrepreneur doesn't have to be an expert, a celebrity, or have the backing of an established business. They simply have a skill, knowledge, or passion that they want to share as part of the creating and scaling of business. This is particularly appealing at a time when people who may have previously been afraid to take the plunge into entrepreneurship are more emboldened to do so with the current job security in question. The newly minted solopreneurs account for the majority of courses that we support, which more than triple in March alone, whether it's turning a passion for guitar into passive income or building an entrepreneur on teaching the ins and outs of Excel. We're seeing real, everyday people start viable businesses grounded in their own interests and expertise. Now, what I'm going to do is, is I, what I'm actually doing is working on a, on a course called Home-Based Business Masterclass, Create Multiple Streams of Income. And I'm talking about freelancing, and then I also have a course on freelancing as a copywriter. So there are many different opportunities out there it's just a matter of knowing what your expertise is, how to take that expertise and create it into a viable business. As a career coach, what I do is I'm a career and personal development strategy coach, which means I help people put together a strategy to build a business. And I've been focusing on mainly lately on building an online business and using the different digital marketing tools to grow that business and also how to build your presence online. So that is all 
skills that people need to learn because people are used to the old traditional marketing, which is advertising in a newspaper or advertising on, on television or advertising through flyers. But there is a system that you need to learn in order to build an online business that works today. De democratizing entrepreneurship by investing, investment, product, and distribution. Starting a business was challenging even before the pandemic. Now, at a time when it simply claims or are disrupted and capital is even harder to come by, creating businesses that can be launched with little to no startup costs and relatively no reliance on third-party suppliers has broad appeal. Another thing to think of is when you set up an e-commerce store, look for a drop shipper because this way you sell it at retail, then you purchase it through the wholesaler and pay them the wholesale price and you keep the profit, but then they ship out the product for you. But you always need to make sure that when you're putting up your website or your, your e-commerce store, that you're letting people know to expect anywhere from four to six weeks for delivery. That way, they have no problem with why they haven't received it. Now, at a time when supply chains are disrupted and capital is a little to no startup cost, relatively no reliance of third-party suppliers. In contrast to the traditional institutions that struggle to adapt educational models to our current era, contending with everything from technical glitches to chunky and impersonal instruction. Knowledge entrepreneurs have been able to offer a seamless alternative which allowed them to deliver great content without the tens of thousands of dollars is overhead needed to launch a traditional business in technology platforms. Thinkific and others like it are stepping up to do for knowledge entrepreneurs what tools like Squarespace and Wix did for web design and development and Shopify has done for makers and retailers for removing the barrier to entry for people to create online courses. When, when the most optimistic projections assume 34 million in global job losses this year, knowledge entrepreneurship accessibility is an attractive edge again. But let's relate this to you as an entrepreneur. What fundamental knowledge do you need to have for running your company as social media enterprise or startup? Entrepreneurs must define their business vision, strategies, processes, and culture or ways of working. You must align all these with each team member to deliver objectives and bottom line results. That means 
have a business plan. Have something that you know that when you look at it, it can give you a good idea of what your expenses are and how and what you need to do to make what you need to make to cover those expenses. Always remember that you're going to be starting small, but once you start and get it going and know what you're doing, then you can take it to the next level. You must learn how to take action and close the gap between where you are today and where you want to be to realize your vision. If you ever use visualization or thought about how to use it, if you remember the story of Jim Carrey and how he wrote himself a check for $25,000 with the idea that someday he would make $25,000, that he was projecting that long before he ever reached that point. If you do that and you honestly believe it and you use the laws of attraction and positivity, then you can really put yourself and use vision to get yourself where you want to be. You must create an environment where staff and stakeholders are better motivated, thus helping to bring about change and cautiousness, improvement. You must have knowledge of market conditions and how to exploit them to your advantage. You should develop an understanding of your customers' needs, want and requirements. If you understand your customers' needs and solve these customers with some and become your marketing champion, actually what you're doing is offering good customer service. That's the best way to win customers. When you're building a business online, what you're going to be doing is offering a free gift to get someone's name and email address and the front end with the idea that you're putting them through a sales funnel and you're building that relationship. And with the autoresponder, use a three-to-one or a four-to-one ratio where you're actually building trust by giving them information that what you're doing is you're over-delivering and under-promising before you actually build up the sales because you're building up that relationship with them. And once you've done that and you they know that you're going to follow through with what you say, then you will be able to upsell them on any product or service you offer. You should have knowledge of your competitors, their position in the marketplace, and understand their activities is also essential. Knowledge of the local culture is also key to your setting up a new part of your business in a country other than where you live. As an entrepreneur, you should be able to manage P&L tightly and be able to evaluate opportunities versus risk. You should have knowledge of your own strengths and weaknesses so when you start to recruit, you can compensate for these. That's where assessment profiles come in because I'm going to 
I have used the DISC profile, and I'm going to give you a little synopsis of it. The D is the dominant personality, and that's the person that can look at their environment and they really believe they actually can control it to an extent. Then you have the interpersonal person has very good interpersonal skills. That's the I. And that person can get along with everyone and anyone and talk to them at any time, even in a party and conduct business. The steadiness personality, that's someone that can literally sit at a desk and do the research work. And if they work for a company and the company has a manual and the manual literally tells them how things should be done, then they're going to literally do it exactly how the expectations are. And then you've got the conscientious personality, and that person is someone who questions everything, and they want to know all the details before they make a decision. We all have these within us. Some are our strengths, and they're above the midline. Some are below the midline. Then you also have the perfectionists, too, that fall in there. But if you understand how, whether it's the disc or the Myers-Briggs or even the color scale, that they all discern different behavioral patterns and which are our strengths. And understanding that can help you to begin to assess where you come from and what it is that you do best. And remember, all of us are unique and have different qualities, things that make us who we are today. And above all else, entrepreneurs need to be able to instill in others their thirst for knowledge and learning. I think that this is the lesson that we learn from the Japanese automotive industry. All employees have the capability to be knowledge workers and problem solve, be creative, and push the boundaries. If they are given a supportive environment to work in where they feel needed, valued, and appreciated. And what that means is we live in, a, in an era where you want to be able to bring out the best in everyone, helping them understand where they come from and where, what area of, of expertise is theirs, how they can utilize their skills to work out the best. And remember this, it's up to you as the individual to learn, to grow as a business and understand how to utilize your expertise that we, we've been moving in this direction for the, at least the last 30 years. I can remember when I first started um, doing my podcast, I remember saying jobs that existed 10 years ago don't exist today. Jobs that exist today didn't exist 10 years ago. And, job, and there will be jobs that have been invented that haven't, well, there will be jobs that haven't been invented yet. So if you look back over the last 30 years, that is true. If you look at the fact of what is a graphic designer today? Well, they are your web designers. What's a secretary 
that work for a company. Well, they're now those virtual assistants. And then you have your social media managers, and you have your your different positions that that titles and things that people used to do in the past. Now today you see a lot of software development. When you think about it and you look back at Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, they may not have finished their degrees, but they also created the industries that they're in. Those industries didn't exist and there were no degrees in those industries when they were in college. But I remember over 30 years ago, my, what my sister was doing was learning how to do DOS, and that was off of the big computers, and that was because they hired people who were deaf to work computers because they made so much noise. But today, working on a computer is so simple and so easy, and those platforms that have the tools that even those things that you can build a website so easily just by pulling in certain pictures that can really help you build a beautiful website today. And remember, you can go to our website, and that's the number one, personalcareercoach.com, and you can sign up for both individual and group coaching, or you can go online and take my courses. 